Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, verse 1, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance in things hoped for and evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. Hey. All right. All right. <laughs> and we have Craig Dickerson back, and I'm and sure a lot, a lot of folks have been like, hey, where, is, where did everybody go? And Reg, and Reg Clay is sitting right across from me, and it's a <laughs> beautiful Saturday morning. Absolutely. A beautiful Saturday morning. Today is uh, September 21st, 2019, and you're back from Texas. I'm back from Texas. and I Yeah. How's, yeah. how's your family? They're doing okay, you know, bumping along. Nice. Know, but, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't going to say it, and I, and I think I'm changing my mind, but... Okay. Uh, uh, I'm heading back to Texas, and I think that's why you picked the, you know, the verse that you picked today, and uh, yeah, and hopefully, you know, this isn't the final final, mm-hmm. but uh, and and I hope that we can do this, you know, even remotely sometime in the future, maybe Skype or yeah or something. Yeah, know? we'll do that. Uh, for those who don't know, I mean, usually podcasts are done typically on a laptop and two people are on a Skype call, and then the message. I'm getting really deep into the tech of podcasting Mm -hmm. but we do things differently usually i have people sit here in front of me and it's good to talk to people and look at people in the eye yeah this is reg's kind of like home studio (laughs) right it totally is yeah yeah no and i enjoy it but it is possible and we can do that we can do the skype call and merging things and and that'll totally work because we have a good thing and we want to keep it rolling yeah and i I, yeah it's it's been very helpful in my life and i'm gonna miss you yeah, I'm going to yeah. miss you too, man. Yeah. So this may or may not, we don't know if we'll have another podcast next week. We'll see. We'll have to play it by ear because you have to pack and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, got, yeah I'm leaving in a, yeah, about a week. Yeah. And I'm going to head down the 5 to the 10 and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'll be on parts of a Route 66. You know, you know the song. You know Get all the your pl- kicks. You know all the places. On Route six. <laughs> Go to Missouri. <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> City is mighty pretty. I won't be going to see Amarillo. Gallup, New Mexico. I probably will see Gallup, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I definitely will see Barstow. <laughs> San Bernardino. Oh, <laughs> you. I won't, be, I won't be making it that far. You know, yeah. the, oh, the Route 66, it's not really, it's all broken up now. Yeah. You know, it's nothing, but, you know, there's still little pieces of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, you know, so anybody familiar with that, that drive across the South, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be there. Gallup, New Mexico. Yeah, I'll probably visit the very historical, mm-hmm. um, colorful city of El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. That'll be nice. I haven't been on a road trip in a long time, but, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, those are really cool. Okay, let me engage us in prayer, and then we will talk about Second Timothy uh, 4th chapter, verses 6 through 8. Uh, h- here we go. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We thank you, we love you, and we praise your name. We dive into your holy word to learn about what you want to teach us. Um, We dive into your word to, um, to get your teachings, to understand what you have to teach us, to dive into your word, to get closer to you, to get closer to our fellow man, um, to fellow men and women. And uh, we ask that you bless us with your knowledge 
that will you help us become closer through your word and that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we are uh, is blessed by the love that you give to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, Red. Amen. Oh, lovely. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Right, let's hope it works. Yeah, because <laughs> we do. We, we try our very best. Yeah. So um, here is 2 Timothy 4th chapter, verses 6 through 8. And this is the NIV version. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And there it is. That's Second Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. So that's Christ talking to the apostles? Yeah, I believe this is... Um, or is that Paul talking to... I think this is Paul's um, telling... Here, let me read verse, uh, first, the very first verse of chapter 4. In the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come where people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all duties of your ministry. And then he talks, for I am already being poured out for, um, oh, for a drink offering. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds very Christ-like. Yeah. You know, but I guess it's, it's, you could close your eyes and almost hear that, you know, mm -hmm. in another way. But that's wonderful. That, I, it's interesting. I'm glad you went back and read the first part because that's the whole reason uh, I kind of like hit you up to start this podcast mm -hmm. is because I, you know, I went to a couple of meetings at church. I was kind of new to my church. This was about, about the same time I was kind of like starting to kind of, you know, be more involved, yeah. more of a regular there rather yeah. than just a, you know, a visitor. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, you know, the church was losing numbers and not really gaining numbers. And mm -hmm. so, uh, Pastor, uh, our 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 rector um, said, like, you know, we need to be m less afraid of being evangelical. We need to try and and bring more people to to this church or to Christ in general. Yeah, you know, just as a you know, people. We need to kind of like, if we really believe that what we're doing and is is good, yeah, for ourselves and for our parish community and mm -hmm. maybe for the a broader community, when we can invite people in and they will, you know, receive and accept our love or our, you know what we have to give them, yeah, we need to not just say it but do it. Mm -hmm. Put put your money where your mouth is, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of took that to heart. I figured, well, if that's what I'm being asked to do, I'm going to uh, I'm talk to my friend Reg, who I think is a Christian. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I can, and maybe we can, uh, maybe we can do something uh, and 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 be mm -hmm. evangelical. And you were very responsive. You were just like, oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah. You know, and <laughs> it surprised me. It surprised me because I was like, I didn't know. And I was kind of after I said that, I think it took two weeks. 
they kind of go like, oh, oh my God, did I really <laughs> did, did so, I really mean that? <laughs> so there, there were a couple of times where you came over and uh, we were going to start the podcast, and you were like, well, I'm not ready yet. I'm let's not ready let, yet. Let's just play guitar and piano for a little while. <laughs> which, which is also very, very cool. No, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've known you for so many years, mm-hmm. uh, but never as a Christian. I, I knew you, and I've admired you as an actor, seeing you on stage, and you being such a central part of um, East End's repertory company. Well, you know, same here. I mean, I knew you as a, you know, just very, very, you know, loving, caring person mm-hmm. and a really good actor and, and so good with people and at, so at ease. And uh, so, like, you know, I felt like it was comfortable to approach you about the matter, even though I really didn't know you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as a as a really deeply faithful person either. And I think we don't, a lot of times, you know, and it kind of just, after after that initial kind of mm-hmm. you know shock we both had, yeah, yeah. I think it kind of uh, <coughs> opened my eyes as to why why church numbers are decreasing and why you know n- no one is. And we talk about this throughout the years about how I think we were talking about it this morning when you know breakfast after breakfast was sure. You know, it, it seems as though the world is getting more and more isolated. People are isolating themselves. The villages. Are getting smaller. Yeah, the the walls are getting tougher. Yeah, um, calluses are being formed. Yeah, calluses upon calluses. Sure, people don't trust. They don't forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't necessarily hate, but they don't know how to love. And uh, yeah, you know, and uh, and I feel as though you, kind of like me, didn't want that to happen. In the world that we live in, yeah, we wanted to broaden that that kind of thing, and wanted to, you know, if we, you know, I know in my case, it, you know, I, I was suffering from a lot of the same kind of isolating mm-hmm. uh, tendencies that I think I was seeing all around me. Yeah, you know, I I, I looked at the I looked at the mess in in my life, and I looked at the mess of the world, and I couldn't really see a big difference between the two. Yeah, and I knew or I suspected that there was. A way in which I could, like, you know, find a, a deeper spiritual connect connection with myself, but I didn't want it just for myself. Mm-hmm. I wanted it so that I could share it. Yeah. Or I could, like, do something with it, you know? Yeah, and I think Instead that's... Instead of just praying. Sure. You know, there, you know, there are folks... Uh, I was talking with a friend of mine, Sally, uh, and we were talking about a woman who joined the... Um, she became a nun, to, to make a long story short. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about how, um, I guess there is a type of religion. There are, there, are, there are people who are come to the Christianity to sort of separate themselves from the secular world, mm-hmm. to say, well, the world is too worldly, and I need to s- isolate myself mm-hmm. from sin. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to isolate myself from people and just focus on myself, which I think, I mean, this is just my opinion, is the wrong message. I think that Jesus wants us to go out into the world and connect with people, especially people who are considered non-Christian or sinful. I mean, all of us are with sin. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus connected with uh, Mary Magdalene, mm-hmm. um, a beggar woman, Lazarus, uh, so many other folks who uh, other um, the the priests would say, oh, no, those are unclean people. You know, stay away from those folks. Yeah, or, or at least... Uh, even the apostles would say, "Like, really? Is this 
Mm-hmm. Is this the best we can do? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. You, you know, know? The, these are not noble people, but you know what is noble? And I, you know, I'm starting to kind of lighten up a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I'm probably going to get hit in the head, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I keep thinking of the, you know, of the guy, the, you know, like a monk who has taken a, a vow of silence, you know, and then. Suddenly realizes he has a kazoo in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, I think you know our level of communication. <laughs> and I think about people have said. You know, I remember a friend of mine. Uh, I had asked a friend of mine, "Oh, are you on Facebook? Are you on Twitter, Snapchat?" And she said, "Oh, Facebook is the devil. Say Facebook is just evil. It's just <laughs> just people espousing about themselves and being concerned, uh, overly consumed yeah. uh, about their lives." And I'm spo- I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it's. A platform, and we can use it th- any way that we want. Mm-hmm. The sad part about this world, and really this world is of social media, is really only about ten years old. I mean, prior to two thousand and seven, mm-hmm. sure there was the internet, but you know we weren't so consumed with tweeting and oh, friends, I've got three thousand friends. Well, are they really your friends, or are they just folks <laughs> who just clicked on the thing? Um, so we have an abundance of riches of communicating with people. But how deep is the level of communication? Well, I don't think I don't. I don't think it really adds or subtracts. Yeah. In in in, in my estimate, right yeah. now, I mean, I know people who, who have jobs right now who that would never exist without social media. People who do pirated marketing, mm-hmm. you know, schemes. Yeah. You know, people who you know, without this platform, they mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have you know a job. Right. You know, and stuff like that. And you, and you, I know that sounds strange to imagine, but we used to have a blacksmith too. You know, and <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, things things are going to change, and they're going to keep changing. Yeah. Um, and one of the cool things about podcasting, which is why I love podcasting, I've got the Yay, I've got Black in the Bay, and I'm going to try to keep on with uh, you got to have faith, and we'll try to keep that going on. Mm-hmm. Is that this is a type of social media that is so personal and so intimate? You and I are talking as if we're talking, you know, like at when we talk at uh, the Buttercup Grill, you know, just yeah. having breakfast and talking about our personal issues or whatever. And we can do that online mm-hmm. where other people who are listening can say, oh, yeah, I connect with that. Mm-hmm. I'm going through that right now. Yeah. I feel lonely, too. Yeah. I feel that way. No, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to make a big change in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's one that, I, that concerns me because I, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. But, yeah. But, you know, I feel as though... If I embrace this change in a positive way, which I'm trying to do, yeah, you know that I can still, uh, I can still, you know, move, move my heart with me, sure, instead of leaving it behind, and yeah. or and I'm not and I'm not shutting the door, mm-hmm. you know, to the past, but I just can't live there anymore. I, yeah, I hear you. You know, it's it's like a, I know that room is there, mm-hmm. you know, and but I just I, I have to open another door right now. And I'll connect this to Second Timothy because Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. Telling him he's on his way out. He is about to be killed. Yeah. Uh, he is in prison. Um, yeah. He's been warned, stop preaching this word of Christianity. Yeah. And, um, and he didn't do it. And he didn't do it. No. Yeah. And so, and I'm reading from Wikipedia, which uh, talks about this. Um, Paul clearly anticipates his being put to death and realities beyond his valedictory found in 2 Timothy 4, uh, 6, 8, which is, which is what I've read. Right. Um, 
he's connecting with Timothy. He's basically saying, hey, listen, and I compare it to Jesus. I mean, when I read this verse, I had at first thought that this was uh, Jesus at the table. It seems that way. The Last Supper. Yeah, or the three other times he told the apostles. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be around here anymore. Right, exactly. I won't, you won't have a hand to hold. You have to do this on your own. That's exactly right. You know, and I think he's, if anything, Paul is reiterating that message. Yeah. That Christ message saying, like, it's, it's a wonderful thing that, you know, a wonderful realization, mm-hmm. you know, the, of what the world could be mm-hmm. if we loved, um, if we loved this, this, you know, God and, and his great sacrifice, yeah. the way that gift was intended to be loved. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful world that could be. I won't see it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you can't. Right. And, um, and I feel as though it's a little bittersweet, especially as I kind of see myself saying goodbye, mm-hmm. you know, to things that I cared about. Yeah. But no longer are a part of the journey I need to be on. Yeah. You know, what's, what's fascinating. Jesus is wonderful in teaching. You know, I look at my dad, like my dad will uh, freely show his misgivings. Mm -hmm. Let's say if he screwed up or if he, um, you know, whatever's going on in in the relationship, like, you know, my dad has gone through two marriages and he'll freely tell me, Hey, listen, these are the mistakes that I made in the marriage or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Jesus will freely show us his wounds and the pain that he's going through and to wow. prepare us, not only to say, hey, listen, I've got, I'm going to go away, but the way that I'm enduring my pain, I want you to endure the pain the same way that I am. Or, you know, I, I, you or, know, which I or lead at least know that you're, you're not alone. Right, exactly. You know? And I think it's helped Paul, because Paul is going through pain now. Yeah. And I'm sure he can say, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to learn from what, how Jesus uh, had to go through this. I'm going through the same, you know, air quotes, uh, crucifixion well. that, that he is going through. Well, they asked him, where is he going? Where he, they ask it, they, I think they've asked where he was going. And he said, I'm going where my father is. Yes. You know, he's like, don't worry. Yes. You know, I'm not alone. Yeah. I'm not alone. Right. And you're going to experience mm-hmm. this similar kind of like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, I got to leave. Yeah. And uh, I can't be here. And you're going to have to. Mm-hmm. And now, you're going to have to do it with the same kind of satisfaction and bittersweetness that I'm doing. It. Exactly. And the same way that Jesus doesn't focus so much on his pain or his incoming, upcoming death, he focuses more on the disciples. The same yeah. way Paul is focusing more on Timothy. Well, I think the whole point of this, the mm-hmm. whole point of the Christian story, of the Christ story, mm-hmm. is to, for once, God is saying, all right, I realize you're just a speck in the universe, you tiny little inconsequential little earth, Mm -hmm. little earthling in this huge, huge universe that's bigger than you can ever dream of. That's Mm -hmm. a part of me. Yeah. And I realize at at this point in time in your lives Mm -hmm. that you need someone who relates to you. Yeah. Who, if I really love you, and mm-hmm. I say I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be you. Yep. I'm going to be like you. And I'm going to see the world the way you guys see it. Yeah. I mean, Jesus being, of course, the Son of God, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, holier than holies. Yeah. But at the same time saying. But he comes in the flesh. He I comes am, to us in the flesh. I'm here to to relate to you on, on your terms. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, 
And it's not going to be easy because you guys have not perfected this stuff yet. Right. And your life is not easy. Mm -hmm. And nor should you expect it to be without yeah. pain, yeah. without suffering, without fear, yeah. without, you know, without knowing, mm -hmm. you know, putting your trust in something that is, you know, may not pan out. Yeah. Um, and just to prove that I understand that, mm -hmm. instead of just giving you laws to live by and guidances and, you know, prophets and, you know, signs. Mm hmm. I'm going to show you yeah that I can relate to you because I'm going to be you. Yeah. I'm going to sit I'm going to I'm going to sit and 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 be a part of your world. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why I selected the uh the verse because and death is I mean I didn't want to focus on death. Obviously you're not going to die. I mean all of us are going to die, but you know, you're not leaving in th in this, you know, in, in this thing is not about <laughs> No, but things you know, it it is about uh, it is about saying goodbye. Yeah, it is, and, and it is about letting go. I mean, letting so go. as as you always say, who do you see yourself as? Are you Paul, the person leaving, or are you Timothy, the person who has to say goodbye, mm. and who has to let go of that hand? Mm. Um, and you know, if you're Paul. You may say in your life, like I, you and I were talking about our jobs and uh, we we're talking about the gentrification in San Francisco and how so many of our friends like you are leaving because it's like, hey, listen, this is we're just getting priced out. Yeah. yeah. And I thought about this verse. <laughs> I have fought the good fight. <laughs> and that was the the sort of line. I mean, that's the sort of nail that you can sort of hang your hand on hand on. Mm -hmm. And I guess the real question is, did you fight the good fight? You know, there are people who are in situations and they think, gee, do I need to stay here? Do I need to leave? Mm -hmm. It could be a relationship with your husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm -hmm. It could be a job. Mm -hmm. Gee, I've been on this job for 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, it could be a change that of any kind of change that, yeah. you know, you being in a city, you have to make in your life. Right. You know, a change of you know, your personal habits, a change of your lifestyle, a change. Yeah. Change of fortune. Yeah. You know? And and there are situations in your life where you're like, gee, I'm doing everything that I can to make things right, but things still aren't right. What's going on? I read a uh, article um, uh, over this week about when to leave your job and when to stick around mm -hmm. or when to leave a city and when to stick around. And it had the pros and cons like, you know, are you making a rash decision? Um, are you stuck in a rut? Are you doing the same thing over and over again without growing? Um, but I think it comes to that verse. Did you fight the good fight? As Christians, we have to ask ourselves, are we fighting the good fight? Did we fight the good fight? Mm -hmm. You may be talking to someone who isn't a Christian, who you're trying to, you know, get into Christianity or you're trying to help out. Like, you know, we talked about a good friend, Jeff. And, you know, you fought the good fight. And I think Jeff fought the good fight as far as I got to get out of my rut. Excuse me. Bless you. I got to get out of my rut and make a change. Because we talked about being the old man in the room, <laughs> being the person who was so loyal, 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 whether it be to your relationship or to your job or to whatever the situation is. And you think that you'd get some credit for being there, for sticking it out. Mm -hmm. um, but then you find out that the rest of the world just looks at you as, well, obsolete, oh, you know, with yeah. dust on your on your hands. I know a lot of people have looked at me that way. And I. And I feel it. I mean, I understand. You know, I've been like the guy, you know, a little rabbit in the hole. Mm -hmm. You know, and every now and then I'll poke my head out, but I won't ever hop out of it. Yeah. And then, you know, 
someone, some wise person once told me the very first step of getting out of the hole yeah. is to stop digging. Yep. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so this is a change that, you know, is necessary. And, yeah. uh, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, you know, mm-hmm. we need to let go of, which aren't easy to do. Even it's hard to let go of even things that you should let go of. Yeah. But this is a positive, this is a positive thing. And, uh, it's true. I don't know what's. Hap- I don't know what lies ahead. But I, I have a really good idea where, mm-hmm. where things are right now. But the important thing is, you fought the good fight. I guess so. Well, still, I'm still swinging. Yeah, I'm still swinging. I know. mean, there, and and I think it's an important thing because loyalty, especially as us Christians, we value loyalty. We're loyal to God. We're loyal to the church. Well, We're think, loyal to our families. I think you know. I think in a lot of ways, you know. Uh, most people will, you know, and I think we talked about this earlier, mm-hmm. and, and it's like most people will err on the side of truth. They want to believe that, you know, what they see is true, what they hear is true, what they feel is, you know, is true, whether they, you know, whether it is or not. I think mm-hmm. most people, you know, really want to believe that, you know, their hearts are generous and that other people's hearts are generous and, you know, they're not, you know, they're not being fooled. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yes, if you want to say that loyalty is, you know, mm-hmm. is a you know is a Christian thing, I think loyalty is just a natural human thing. Yeah, um, loyalty sometimes can be great. Sometimes it can go too far. Sometimes you can be loyal to an idea that doesn't serve you or anyone else. That's exactly um, right. You know, and it's not your fault. It's mm-hmm. it's and you shouldn't feel bad about it or beat yourself up about it or be defensive about it when you you know. When you find out, you know, oh my gosh, I've been duped. Yeah. Um, I think you just need to understand that uh, that's 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 just a part of our wiring. That's uh, not, you know, you can call it Christian or what otherwise. I think it's just a human thing. I think we want to believe, you know, mm-hmm. that you know our president is going to, you know, make our world safe. Sure. You know, we want to believe it, and yeah. you can like say, oh, that, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, you know, you're being duped, mm-hmm. you're being lied, but that's not that's not the point. The point is is what in our in our hearts. Yeah. We would like to respect the presidency. I yeah. Mean, we want to think leaders care. Sure. And have our best interests at heart, you know, even when they're, you know, you know, doing despicable things. Sure. <laughs> and you know, and, you and know? I want to touch on verse three because verse three sort of talks about what we're loyal to, we're either loyal to things that we should be loyal to, like being close to God and the teachings of Jesus Christ, or we can be loyal to other things which distract us, sort of the proverbial whole. Mm-hmm. And says verse 3, this is Timothy 4, verse 3, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they'll suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth. And turn aside to myths. If you guys are hearing uh, background noises, it's hot, so I've let the uh, the screen door in. Well, uh, d- you know, I mean, that's always that's been the case in the Bible for on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, but it's know, happening even now. It, well, yeah, I mean, you know, and I think it happens in our daily lives. I think there's, I mean, you could get real. I could get real kind of snooty and judgmental, and I'm not meaning to do this. Hopefully, yeah. please don't misunderstand me. But. There's a lot of things that you worship more than God. Yep. Oh yeah. A lot. And you know, and when I, you know, and I can and I say you, I mean, you know, me and everyone. 
uh, idolatry is a fact. Um, it's not just some kind of you know made up thing at mm -hmm. that happened at another time. I mean, it's true. I don't go home and and bring out my golden ox and you know, mm, yeah, you yeah. know kiss it and stuff. Right. But you know, I'm saying that you know we all have things in our lives mm -hmm. that we put way way number one. Mm -hmm. You know, more than more than God or Christ. Yeah. And that is just. That's that's our default yes. is idolatry. Yes, and you know the, the coming a time when you're going to turn away. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we do it on a daily basis. I think we we always are welcome back. Yeah, and we're always ready to return. Mm -hmm. You know, but I don't think it's a it's not some. Uh, it's not something that happens and never, never is dealt with again. It's it's just basically. All we can do is try and, and 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 keep the connection open as much as possible. Yeah. Well, I think that verse 3, instead to suit their own desires, yeah. and I, I don't even have to go any further than that, yeah. we do things to suit our own desires. Well, it's human nature. And it's a human nature thing. It's it a is. natural reflex. It is. And we want to hear what we want to hear. Right. You know? We want things that are going to make our ears happy. Yeah. We don't want to hear bad things about mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. We want to hear things that are going to... You know, mm -hmm. be a positive reflection on yourself, especially mm -hmm. in a world that's so troubled. Yeah. You and know? I think Paul is warning Timothy. He, and this is why he's writing this to Timothy. He's saying, listen. You're going to deal with this. This is going to be your reality. Right. And this is what you have to convey to the people that you preach to. Mm -hmm. That instead of suiting your desires, we need to suit the desires of God who is there for us. Yeah. You know, he says in verse four, I'm sorry, in verse five. Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Basically saying, do the job of the church. Well, we, we pray We pray that we're, I mean, in, in my church. Yeah. We pray every week mm -hmm. that we can uphold, you know, the things that we are being asked to do. Yeah. I mean, we pray that, you know, we pray for our religious leaders, that mm -hmm. they will, be, you know, you know, do what's right, right, and uh, administer the sacraments, and and you know, you know, keep the rituals, mm -hmm. you know, in an understandable and 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 developed way, so that you know, you know, they can be appointed to do those things. I mean, it's just like, you know, it, it's a non-ending kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and this I think was what Paul calls the good fight. That is the good fight. Well, you know, it's 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 a you know it's a journey. It's not a it's not just a destination. Yeah. If it, I mean, if it were a destination, then all the apostles saying, you know, what do you mean, Jesus? Why aren't you going to be our political savior? We thought you were going to go, take over and be king, king mm -hmm. of everything. At least that's what, that's what we were told. And, uh, and he, <laughs> you know, he says, you know, he he says, you know, it's not about that. It's right. not about where we end up. It's about where we're going and how we're getting there. Yeah, it's the quality of of the way you get from A to B, not B, B mm -hmm. and certainly not A. Yeah, you know, but you know, between here and there. Yeah, I know. mean, we we've often talked about where we are. We had a very long conversation over breakfast about you know your foundation and the level of communication, which gets into truth. It gets into who we are. I told you a story where I was in my first year at NYU. And uh, my professor, Alan Langdon, got me to, uh, to do this um, script. 
Mm-hmm. And I was doing doing the character, but I was so I had such a callous on my emotions that I was being superficial. Mm-hmm. Hello, Jenny, how are you doing? You know, very very just pretentious. And I was like, no, 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 no. You got to be connect. You have to connect, connect with your partner, connect with the script, connect with what your emotions are. And I couldn't do it at 19 years old. I couldn't do it. Um, and it's taken a while for me to connect. And I think communication is so important. And when we talk about where we're going, I mean, you know, what are what is our motivation? Are we going to, as the Bible says, are we going to turn our ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths? You know, that's what verse five, four says in Second Timothy, verse four. You know, Paul is saying, well, you're going to encounter people who are not connected with themselves. They're going to follow the, the people who will say only what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Your job is to tell them the truth to be connected with the truth and to get them to follow, you know, the, the works of God, which is sacrifice. It's really about sacrifice. Jesus sacrificing his body for our sake. Us, or the apostles, sacrificing themselves. Paul is about to die. He is sacrificing himself. Well, it, it, it really would have been a wonderful story if, yeah. if, I don't know if this happened, but I'm just saying, it would have been a wonderful story if when you were, you know, being asked to connect with the script and connect yeah. with your your scene partner mm-hmm. in, in this acting course, which was, I think your instructor was trying to get you to be real, right? To not, you know, be phony mm-hmm. and not just be going through the motions or just saying the things that mm-hmm. you thought he wanted to hear or an audience wanted to hear or whatever. Mm-hmm. It would have been a wonderful story if suddenly you just went like, "Oh, okay," and then you did it, <laughs> right? You know, of course, the end. Ha la la, and that's how I learned how to connect. No, I think what I think what the real story is, which is much more interesting, yeah, is that. You couldn't connect, but you understood that it was important if you wanted to dig deeper, if you really wanted to learn mm-hmm. and and find, you know, yeah. find this, you know, this thing that your instructor wanted you to find. Yeah. I, if you connected, it probably may have, you know, I mean, we talk about these moments on stage, you know, when you have that kind of like everything's working perfectly moment. Yeah, yeah. They're rare. Yeah. Um. Those are rare things, and I'm, and maybe it did in a way. Yeah. Maybe just him telling you to do this was yeah. enough to kind of open your eyes enough to see, like, yeah, I can, I gotta really kind of do something different here, yeah. you know. And but uh, I think the fact that you were, you know, that you remember this and it had an effect on you, yeah, was just as remarkable yes. as if it didn't happen at yeah. all. I look at it as an analogy of the baptism. You know, we're of the world. <laughs> we're of the we're of the world. Mm-hmm. Totally disconnected to our connection with with God and Jesus Christ, and 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 just our connection with mankind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing to 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 satisfy me? All of a sudden, when you're baptized and you're connected and you you are introduced to a world of sacrifice, giving, and fellowshipping, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, acknowledging that Jesus died for all of us. Mm-hmm. Then you reach that connection. It's almost the analogy, you know, when Alan was trying to connect with me. Hey, connect and connect. Mm-hmm. Co- e- connect with myself. Connect yeah. with your partner. Yeah. Connect with this playwright who's trying to connect to an audience mm-hmm. through his or her word. And that's what I believe Jesus wants us to do. Yeah. He wants us c- to connect with each other. Well, you, uh, you know, maybe at that time you were 19. And you exactly. Weren't, you weren't mature enough to kind of like be able to jump to that that point but right. the, but the fact that you you know this made an impression on you all the way through your life yeah 
certainly says that even though maybe you didn't have the you know skills mm-hmm. or the necessary experiences mm-hmm. to kind of just go, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I'm connecting now. Whew, that was that was a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, you it, it still has has allowed you to kind of like you know marinate on that, grow mm-hmm. from it. And yeah. I'm sure you. I'm sure you've connected many times after that. Oh, absolutely. You I know. mean, you know, I mean, even now when I do the podcasts, uh, you're I'm interacting connect- with different people in different absolutely. situations, and all the time you're, you're, yeah, yeah, I've heard you. You're quite engaging. Yeah, you're quite engaging. But, and I think about you, like when before you, because you had spent a lot of time away, you had spent a considerable amount of time away from church. Mm-hmm. Pri- I think prior to two years ago. When you reconnected with the uh, Saint, Le- uh, what is it? All Saint- Saints. All Saints. I'm sorry, I got it mixed with with Saint Leo. There's a lot of saints. Yeah. <laughs> when you connected with All Saints, it was sort of like being home again. It was almost like. Well, it was a it was a necessary thing. I mean, I, I, I you know like I went there for a purpose. I went there surprisingly to try and enrich my um, mm-hmm. you know my spiritual soul because I felt starved. I felt. Yeah, I felt deprived. Yes, spiritually. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that's the way it was, and I was looking for, I was looking for help, mm-hmm. and looking for, you know, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was there with a purpose. Yeah, um, and I learned so much about exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean just sitting there and receiving, although that's important. Mm-hmm. It meant giving and learning how to give. Yeah. Um, learning how important giving is, how important mm-hmm. forgiveness is. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's been such a a, a pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of, you know, you know, find myself there. Yeah, and even though it was kind of like kind of haphazard, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the best thing in my life. You know. Yeah, I mean, when you went back to church, I mean, not only did you just sit in the the pulpit, I mean, pew, and listen to the word and give a little offering and then go home and watch football, you know, <laughs> you um, you connected with the people there, you fellowship with them, you went to you go to Bible study. Uh, well, you, you know, I figured if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna really, I I, I expected things. Mm-hmm. I expected you know results. Yeah. And what I found out is I could, you know, I had to, uh, what I was told and what mm-hmm. I saw by example, well, if you expect things, then you have to, you have to give. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't just sit there and receive, you know. I mean, in, in fact, you know, you can receive, mm-hmm. but it's only going to be meaningful if it's a trend, if it's a, you know, transaction. Yeah. You know, it, it's got to be, it's got to be with, you know, and for Something other than your own desires or needs. Yeah. It's not to say your desires and needs are, are, are screwed up. Yeah. Maybe they were. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that, you know, you don't deserve, you know, some attention and some affection right now because maybe you do. Sure. It's not to say you do or you don't, but it's just say if you really, if you want to get the most out of this, mm-hmm. then you have to give. Yes. And you have to do things that aren't necessarily fun. Yeah. You know, you have to talk to the frail, mm-hmm. the elderly, yeah. the sick, yeah. the depressed. Yeah. You have to open up things that may be embarrassing. Yes. Or revealing. Yes. Or or humble you. Yes. And that's the connection you know, I was I mean, talking about. Yeah, I mean, it, this is not just, you know, eating the wafer and going home. Right. And I, I was told I could. I could just eat the wafer and go home. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But if I really, really wanted to get something out of it, yeah. if I w- that was really my purpose, and it was, yeah. then uh, you're going to have to do more than eat the wafer. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm struck by um, when we go to Second Timothy four verse six, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering. What you're talking about is being poured out. You know, when when being poured out is really giving yourself, you pouring yourself. It's so out. funny that you mentioned uh, water is such a yeah. important image in in all kinds of. And it's so funny you mentioned baptism because. Father Justin likes to compare baptism to just about every single thing yeah. that's important in life. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, it's a saying goodbye. Yeah. It's a saying goodbye of the old self. It's saying, that old me is dead. Yep. This is a new me. Yeah. This is the new me that God is going to pick up and carry Yeah. for the rest of my life. That's right. You know, and that is enormous. Yeah. It's enormous. Yeah. And so you think you only get baptized once. I mean, I got baptized when I was a little kid. And sure. You know, I didn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't even speak. You know, they mm-hmm. just poured water over the slow. <laughs> they want to do it in a hurry to, yeah. make, to make sure that, you know, yeah. the community sees that they were, he's, he's yeah. not, he's not going to die a heathen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, it means so much more. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Father Justin and you just now did this and, and. And it, and I was, you know, it's made me, it's opened my eyes because I keep hearing it. But Father Justin will prepare baptism, just about any kind of like decision, yeah, that you need to make in life. Oh, well, you know, I'm moving. Well, that's like being baptized. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah, yeah, everything is like being baptized. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I you know. compared the baptism when I had that revelation of I'm not connecting uh-huh. with my character. Yeah. Really, I'm not connecting with life or with whatever. And of course, at 19, how can you? Well, you know, some people can, some can't. Yeah. But you were very real about it. Right. I mean, you were real about being not being able to be real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, exactly. At least you could connect with, you know, you could understand the words you were saying. You couldn't just do them. That's right. But you comprehended them. Mm-hmm. And I think that was more meaningful than actually being, you know, able to suddenly kind of like mm-hmm. do it. It probably would have been cool. Yeah. But, you know, it probably would have been fleeting. Like, oh, that was weird. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like it just popped, uh, you know, a happy pill for a minute. Now it's gone. <laughs> now I'm a high. Yeah. I, I was high and now I'm not. You know, yeah, and I, I think whatever. about folks in the church. There are folks in the church who listen to the word or whatever, but they have that same callous. They have no ability to really connect with the word and, wh- and the meaning of sacrifice. That's just, of course, that's exactly right. I mean, it doesn't mean it's just washing over their heads. It, yeah. It, they can absorb it at their pace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all a big Montessori school. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know? Sure. And everybody's kind of learning things in their own yeah. pace and time. Yeah. If you want to learn. Well, of course, yeah. you wouldn't. Be, wh- why would you go to church if you don't want to learn well, or be in connect? Um, I think there's always a desire. It doesn't mean that's going to happen. Right. Every time. Yeah. I, th- I think I try to find the small things that just work for me. I try, mm-hmm. you know, if I can, you know, the pastor says this thing or, you know, and then suddenly mm-hmm. I kind of like just what kind of hits me in a weird way. I just yeah. You know, or are suddenly a well, reading. I mean, we read the same liturgy every week. It's mm-hmm. the same, same liturgy every week. Yeah. People would find it just boring. Mm-hmm. Most people. Every now and then, a word or a phrase will, it'll, you know, and I'll, I'll do this with scripts. It'll, I'll say it a different way, or mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. it'll have a different meaning. I'll go like, "Wow, I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't heard it for the fourteen thousand times." <laughs> sure. <laughs> and now it's fourteen thousand. It's like it's like the Latina Divina. Is, am I saying it right? Oh, lec- Lectio. Lectio Divina, yeah. Yeah. Well, well you, you say it several times. Yeah, well, you say it in the scri- scripture several times and yeah. just try and, try and just let it move you in an, in an impulsive way towards yeah. something, sort of like putting the blindfold on and trying to find the other, other side of the room. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, yeah. but I, like, I, I like all the imagery of, of water and baptism. It's, it's kind of nice. I mean, 
I mean, I could get all like hippy dippy, but you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, in a way, you know, being down immersed in underwater, you mm-hmm. know, is kind of like the very essence of the mysterious God of of the universe. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, in the beginning there was nothing but the void, and and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, it says like the void was water, and yeah, and. Uh, it had no form. It had no shape. But it, yet it was, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that were the essence of what was to be. It was the essence of of life. It was the essence of, of God's creation. Yeah. And so, like, you'd be dunked in the water. You sort of kind of, I mean, you know, we've all been underwater before. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it is. It kind of, there's this whole mysterious thing that happens. Sure. And the interesting thing, I remember uh, my mom, when she first took me to a pool, this was the... Um, Oh, shoot. What was that pool? And it was in Washington, D.C. on, I think it was like 13th and Upshur Street. It was, um, uh, if anyone's in D.C., Theodore Roosevelt, they had a pool. <laughs> Any case, I was deathly afraid of the water. <laughs> you don't want to touch it, huh? I was like, no, no, no I'm going to drown, and it's cold. And it's like, listen, if you go in the water, you'll float. The water will cool, or your body temperature will get adjusted to it. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. It's all going to work it's out. It's departure. <laughs> And I'm going to let go of your hand. It's like, Mommy, don't, 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 don't. It's like, I'm going <laughs> to let go of your hand. You're going to float in this water. It's going to cool, and you're going to feel wonderful. And, of course, I fought it, fought it, fought it, but I eventually jumped in. And It was freezing. <laughs> it, it was freezing, but my, wa- my body got a claim to it, mm-hmm. and I just relaxed. And I think about baptism that way. It, oh, is that how you? Yeah. Yeah, the analogy of it, letting go. shocking. And, <laughs> and just getting into the water, the initial fear. Because when mm. we think of... Jumping into Christianity, oh, oh no, I'm going to let go of my, you know, heinous lifestyle and, <laughs> well, and, and all of the little things that I used to do before I became being a Christian. Yeah, I have all these friends who probably won't talk to me about anything right. anymore because it makes them feel Right, right, exactly. And so letting go is a very, very tough thing for them. And the, the whole baptism of, of what is this new life? What is this new thing that I'm letting go of? And I think about that when I think about this verse, uh, Timothy 2. Um, because, you know, Timothy is, I'm sorry, Peter is basically saying, Timothy, oh, Paul, you mean. I'm sorry, Paul, that's what I meant. Paul is this basically is saying, attributed to Paul's gospels. Exactly. Or letters letters exactly. Or Paul, Paul's letters to Timothy. Maybe, maybe. So in any case, uh, Paul is saying, listen, I'm going to be leaving. Just like what Jesus told the apostles, I'm leaving yeah. and I'm letting go of your hand. Yeah. You're going to have to, just like what my mom told me when I was in that pool, yeah. I'm letting go. Yeah. You won't have me anymore to hold on to your hand. You're going to have to swim, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to get a claim to this water. And all you could think of is like, oh, but all that may be true mm-hmm. because mom doesn't really I, – I look at her. She's telling me this, and I don't think she's lying. Right. However, you know that people drown. Yep, that's and right. And it's going to be really uncomfortable. That's right. And how are you going to get out? That's right. And what if you panic? Yep. You know, and you're thinking like – and those are all real things that can happen too, but so are the real things that mom said too. Yeah. So you kind of have to go like, okay, all this reality about drowning and being, you know, mm-hmm. be, you know, being panicked and yeah. anxiety, yeah, all that's true. But the, what mom's saying might be true too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Listen, the, the water is dangerous. <laughs> it is, and the realm of Christianity, we may think of it as something idyllic and Pollyannic, yeah. but it could be. There's a bit of danger too because you know they're sacrificed. Paul is about to die. Paul's going to die because of his Christianity. Yeah. Jesus sacrificed his life. Because of our sins, and we go through life making decisions, you know, and trying mm-hmm. to weigh the mm-hmm. the consequences. And yeah, a lot of times when we see the things, you know, 
that could happen. Like, here I go. I'm making a big change. That's I'm, right. I'm jumping. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, a lot could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. It could. Yeah. I mean, you you're know, going into a great unknown. I mean, I am, yeah. I am literally moving south. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it could all go south. Yeah. You know? But um, it could it could be other things, too. Mm-hmm. And I know what this, you know, what this reality has been. Mm-hmm. I understand it. And I'm, yeah. And I'm blessed to still have enough, I don't know, craziness or ambition or curiosity. Yeah. Or hope mm-hmm. um, that things will, you know, yeah. be good. It's know? stepping into the unknown. I mean, we can talk all day about this. I remember when I first came to San Francisco, I basically told my dad, uh, "It's like, listen, I've got a job at the DA's office. I have no idea. I've never been. I've never lived in San Francisco before. This could all go south immediately. I could move right back. Mm-hmm. But I've got to grow. I can stay here in comfortable Washington D.C. living." a stone's throw away from my parents and having all my friends that I've grown up with, everyone around me, it's so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm just so used to. Every now and then you have to say, listen, I've got to step away from what I'm used to and step into the unknown and see how much I can grow and see how much my foundation is. My foundation as a Christian, my foundation as a clay, as a black man, as everything that my parents have taught me, everything that my community has given me. Um, to see how strong it is as I step out into something that I have no idea where I'm going to go. 22 years later, I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> and I've still held on. So yeah. I think, you know, the story of letting go and stepping out into the unknown, whether it's the unknown as the Christian world, sacrificing and giving up, you know, your, your friends of the world and giving up the things that you used to do, whether it be drinking, gambling, whatever it, it may be. Mm-hmm. There is an unknown, but it's not as dangerous or it's not as scary as you may think. You know, um, the life of sacrifice, the life of giving, the life of fellowship, the life of speaking truths to yourself, speaking and, you know, being, um, what is it, woke, aware, uh, connecting with people. Like when you connect with, you know, people who are older than you are, when you have to um, help out. I think as you're a parishioner, you help out people, right? Like you feed people and you... Yeah, we do what we can and we yeah. offer each other support yeah. when, when we can. Yeah. You know, um, I think, like like I said, I just that, that just became a part of it. Right. You know, and I assume that where I'm going, if I find another, mm-hmm. you know church i think i may have found a little one oh, uh, already right on. kind of you know that my mother and stepmother mm-hmm. um goes to yeah in fort worth mm-hmm. but um i don't know if that's going to be the one for me yeah i don't know but i imagine wherever i go there's going to be a similar kind of uh mm-hmm. kind of mission statement which is like if you're, as long as you're here yeah stuff needs to be done people need help you know think mm-hmm. you you know you can you can do more than just sit there, right, and receive. And I think I've become the kind of person who understands that if I do, mm-hmm. you know, find another, you know, parish or, or community, mm-hmm. even if it's not really a, an Episcopal community, maybe it's just where I live in my neighborhood, or maybe it's around, you know, I'm going to be, you know, hanging out with my mom, and she's in like a, um, you know, a, a home, mm-hmm. um, a, a residential home, yeah, right now. And there's other people there who are. You know, you know, either you know, old or needing 
you know, 24 hour, maybe that's uh, something that I'm just going to be useful at. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But I know that, you know, if I want to, in my life, if I want to have that, you know, strength, you know, mm -hmm. that spiritual strength. Yeah. That it's going to be not just me asking for it, but giving it. Sure. Um, you know, and that's uh, that's just become kind of an understanding that I have. Yeah. It's not really great. It's sort of like, you know, going to work, you know, getting a paycheck and then paying it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways. But it's better. Yeah. It, uh, I know. It's, I, I know I'm making it sound like yeah. it's not a lot of fun. But, I mean, the it, life. But the li yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's kind of what I, that's the understanding I have yeah. about. Uh, I mean, that's the button that, uh, that I come out with when I think about you, you know, going off to uh, Texas. Of course, this is sort of home to you, but it's different because you're older. You know, you're... 30 years. I did, did, you know, it, it's changed a great deal. Yeah. You know? So, I uh, really, it's almost as if it's a new land or wh what have you. Mm -hmm. But the concept of being poured out like a drink offering, mm -hmm. pouring yourself out as a Christian, sacrificing yourself for others. I think that's just being real. And fighting the good fight. I think it's just being real. Yeah. I think when Paul says he's He's pouring himself out like a cup, yeah. Know, pouring over. I think that's him saying at the end of his life, I've learned that lesson that Reg at nineteen didn't know. Yeah, I'm connected with the world. Yes, I'm connected. I'm truly communicating with the world. I'm coming from the real place. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's Paul just saying, like, you know, I get it now. Yeah, I mean, I you know, and I can do this naturally. This mm -hmm. is not just something I have to like wish for or mm -hmm. hope someday will happen it's happening yeah you know i talk to a lot of people who uh um, you know like i think about this makes me think about because i think it's the anniversary of uh I mean, you've heard me talk about reverend Catherine who passed oh, away last yes, year yes, yes um i think about seeing her you know a few days before she passed mm -hmm. you know in, a, in her hospital bed and uh, I say, you know say how are you and uh, how are you feeling she goes i'm so happy i'm going home mm. I'm going home. Wow. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good thing. Mm -hmm. I put it off for a while. Wow. And, but I'm, I'm now I'm going home. Yeah. And um, I said, you know, save a place for me. You know. Wow. How powerful. I know. And she was so sure. Yeah. I mean, she was so sure. She was like, you know, she was one of these people who made all these arrangements and plans. And, mm -hmm. and you know, and I think, I think she probably you know, got talked into staying on a little longer than yeah, she, than she yeah. wanted to by her kids or yeah. whatever. And she didn't want to take dialysis. She didn't want to do all this stuff. Mm. And, you know, she was like, I don't want to do this. Maybe I don't need to be here. You know, maybe wow. this is God telling me I don't need to be here. And then finally she you know, said, well, do you, you, know, you regret hanging on, you know, and doing all that stuff? And she goes, no, no. But, you know. I think that that was a reason why mm -hmm. you know, I, I needed to be around a little bit longer. But uh, she goes, no, I'm, re I'm ready. She fought the good fight. I know. And she was so real. Yeah. Imagine that. I mean, yeah. what a brave thing to say. And almost so intimate to me. I mean, I didn't mm -hmm. know her. All. I was, mm -hmm. you know, she was just a, a woman that I admired, you know, and mm -hmm. I've seen about six times and just had a very impactful, mm -hmm. to me, just yeah. impacted my life. Yeah. Filled it with such kind of like. I mean, to be around um, someone of that goodness and, and, and spiritual strength mm -hmm. and certainty, yeah. you can't help but just, you know, be drawn to her. Yeah. And I was just one of many, mm -hmm. you know, ad admiring fans. But 
that that kind of assuredness, mm-hmm. I just uh, it yeah. ma- it made me just really want to give. Mm-hmm. I want to be like that. I want my cup. <laughs> I want my cup to pour out. Yeah, you know, I want to be just like that. I've told you the story of my grandmother uh, just before she passed away, Mother Clay, and those hands of hers that yeah. held on. Um, and really just concerned, you know, because my ma- my dad and um, my mom were going through some issues, and she was just concerned about them being together and them, you know, trying to fight the good fight and staying together. And I remember her holding on to uh, my hand, and, this, you know, as feeble and as frail as she was, those hands were so strong uh-huh. um, yeah. from years of just taking care of kids and doing things by her hands. And, of course, she came from an idyllic time. You know, yeah, the you radio era. You did everything by hand. Where you did by everything by hand. The cooking and the washing and the clothing. Absolutely. Yeah. That washboard, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that didn't do itself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and she was very strong, and she did not focus on herself and whatever she, you know, passing over. Of course, we didn't even talk about her passing over or whatever. You know, she just was focused on other things mm-hmm. as if life was still going to go on. She was concerned about being in bed and having all sorts of... Um, you know, stuff sticking out of her, dialysis needles and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, powerful. Yeah, I, I want to be like that as well. But um, Well, I think, you know, if you want it, it's, yeah. it's, it's available. Yeah, and Paul is basically doing the same thing, basically giving instructions and saying, listen, I've, I've you know, I've, settled, I've done my course. I've did everything that I need to do. I finished my course. I fought the good fight, and I'm uh, ready to be offered. And my time of departure is at hand. And that was his send-off. And uh, he's, and of course, you're not going through that as well. You're just, you know, heading to <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I'm making it sound so profound. Yeah. It feels profound. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, but I think everyone's, everyone goes through that. Oh, Every- no, we have to. Yeah. I hope we do. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, it, I, it, it feels like a positive because I want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a real sad story I, I wanted it to be but I don't yeah I, I, I want to uh, I want to embrace uh, this change and uh, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to it actually it's a, it seems like you know it's going to work out well your mom would be very happy to have you I know <laughs> <laughs> I know and I'm I'm looking forward to you know I, I feel as though it's a good it's a good thing for me to be with you know closer right now mm-hmm. you know and uh you know, it's something. It's something. I guess every everybody in our generation is just going to have to oh, to deal absolutely. with in, in one way or another. You yeah. Know, as people age and get older, we're going to we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to be asked to give back. Yeah, I thought about using the prodigal son um, <laughs> uh, sermon. Uh, I thought about using that too. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not the prodigal son. It's not like you were running around doing all sorts of crazy things or whatever. No, no. But it, it was as though as, as if I left a very naive boy and came back quite a mm-hmm. mature person yeah i mean you know, i took a lot of chances coming out here i mm-hmm. i think i i i flew out here um 30 years ago um or so yeah and uh i think i had a thousand dollars and had no idea mm-hmm. what i was gonna do yeah found a place to live found a place <laughs> to work yeah and just just struggled but uh yeah made a life and it's been a good long run now I'm thinking that was uh, let me see I've got to do my math eighty uh, nine before before and you didn't know anyone here right no so I how did you I moved out here with a couple of guys I went to school with okay oh there and you go and we we 
lived together for yeah. for a little while, but then they all. Mm-hmm. I hear you. <coughs> they all split. Yeah. <coughs> and uh, so we had to. I kind of had to, you know, figure it out myself. I remember coming here in '97, and this was when uh, AOL <laughs> had the the chat rooms, and you had to <laughs> jump on for nine dollars an hour. Remember, they were charging nine dollars an hour. Nine dollars an up. hour. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, wow. The millennials are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had to pay it, to talk to somebody? Exactly. But this is before Craigslist. And so when I moved out here, I needed a place to stay. Mm. And so I jumped into a San Francisco chat room, and this dude named Ray Segarra was like, oh, yeah, I got a place in Daly City, and it's uh, I'll pay you $300 a month to stay here. I had no idea who this dude was, and he didn't know who I was, just strangers. Wow. But we took a chance, and uh, I stayed here. And six months later, I got a, an apartment, and I was well on my way. But uh, just the whole idea of packing your things and setting out to a whole new world and saying goodbye to an old world, mm-hmm. um, stepping outside of, you know, of your your comfort zone. Well, we're all on in some kind of journey. Yeah. And, and uh, I think it's the analogy of Christianity. You know, when you step out of the world and into the word, that's uh, <laughs> the same thing. Well, we try. Exactly. We try. And uh, maybe we should button this up. Because, Absolutely. Um, I just want to say thank you, Lord. Um, thank you for this opportunity. Beautiful fellowship with my dear friend Reg, and uh, each week giving us a chance to come closer and be moved and, um, and by your word and and to try and, and 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 see your wisdom and the guidance that you provided for us. With all our heart, we want to say thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All righty, another wonderful one, and here is my blurb. And before we go away, I want to uh, give a shout-out to Storyline Church. That is a new church that is opening up in the uh, Jack London. If you've ever gone to the uh, the Regal Jack London Cinema, um, every Saturday, I'm sorry, every Sunday at 11, Storyline Church is uh, giving a sermon, um, a sermon uh, and services, and uh, they do a fantastic work. Uh, they are... Um, you can find more information at uh, thisisstoryline.com. And uh, they're a fantastic church. I went there, um, and they're opening. Uh, this was a couple of um, Sundays ago. And they're Reverend Akeem Smith and um, their parishioners. Uh, I just had a wonderful time. He had gave a wonderful sermon. Uh, I believe it was on Daniel and the, um, I'm sorry, uh, David and Goliath. And... Um, it was wonderful. It was uh, very, very warming. I felt uh, very comfortable. Um, if you're looking for a church home and you live near the Jack London area, Storyline Church may be the, uh, the, the church for you. It certainly is for me. So go ahead and check out thisisstoryline.com. And uh, thank you, Storyline, for supporting you got to have faith. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us, on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm at Reg Space Clay. You can find Deb Calgary at D.L. Carragher. Uh, Craig, we're still trying to get him on uh, social media, but that's uh, been difficult. But you can also reach all of us on uh, Facebook, our personal Facebook account. And also, uh, we have a You Gotta Have Faith Facebook page. So you can always um, let us know how, what you think of the podcast on there. 
Um, don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast where you're listening to it now, but just tell your friends on the Apple Podcast app or really any app that you use to listen to podcasts or on iTunes if you are one of those who listen to your uh, your podcasts on a desktop or a laptop. You can just open up your iTunes app, click on store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for You Gotta Have Faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download SoundCloud or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you'll find us. Thank you for listening and God bless each and every one of you.